This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Welcome to our podcast series, Kings and Queens, where we are going to explore the lives of the royals and their trusted advisors during biblical times. Today we are going to explore the first anointed and appointed king of Israel. We know that the Israelites cried out for an earthly king to rule over them, and this upset God. But God gave the Israelites what they wanted, despite this offense. God instructed Samuel to anoint the first king. And in 1 Samuel chapter 9, we are introduced to Saul, the one who God elected to become the first king over Israel. And even though God was furious with his people for wanting an earthly king, he still chose a king that had a set of characteristics that would hopefully lead God's people valiantly. When Saul was elected to be the first king of Israel, he owned a set of characteristics that God saw fit for a king. Firstly, he was a choice young man, a goodly man, and he stood out from the shoulders up, taller than any other person around him. Not only was he good looking, he would have had the stature of a warrior as well, which meant he stood out in the crowd. And because he was from the tribe of Benjamin, he may have had some battle savvy on top of it all because the tribe of Benjamin was known for their battle ability. In 1 Samuel 9 verses 15 to 16 it reads, The day before Saul came, the Lord had told Samuel, About this time tomorrow I will send you a man. He'll be from Benjamin. You must appoint him as leader over my people Israel. He will save my people from the Philistines. I have seen the suffering of my people. I have listened to their cry. God chose a man that if he obeyed the commandments of God, would have saved these people out of the hand of the Philistines. Not only did God grant the request of the people, he chose to select a king that would be able to lead his people. In obedience, Samuel anointed Saul in chapter 10 with a vial of oil. He prophesied over him and gave him an instruction. When Saul departed from Samuel, he received another heart. You might wonder why God gave Saul a new heart. I would like to think a royal ruler should have God's plans and desires for his people in their heart, and that would require a new heart, a heart that seeks God's heart. In verse 10, Paul meets the prophets that Samuel prophesied about before the hill of God, and the Spirit of God came upon Saul and he prophesied, and then he became a new man. A transformation took place in Saul, and God prepared Saul for his kingship. Samuel calls the tribes of Israel together and announces Saul as the king God has appointed over Israel. Saul goes back to work in the fields, and later trouble comes upon the people in Jabesh Gilead, and this news reaches Saul in Gabeah. In verse 6 it says, When Saul heard their words, God's spirit entered him with power. Saul became very angry. A righteous anger was built up in Saul, which gave him the field to conquer over the Ammonites. Saul's first command as king was fearless and filled with the Spirit of God. This first act as king emulates what would be seen as a character trait of a ruler. Through his boldness, he recruited 330,000 men to battle against the Ammonites. Saul even attributed their victory to the Lord when he says in verse 13, No man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has brought victory to Israel. This seems like such a promising start for the king over Israel. But it soon ends when Saul disobeys a direct commandment, not once, but twice. The first time this happens is after two years in his reign as king, 
His son Jonathan attacks a Philistine garrison in Geba, and this stirs up the Philistines to start preparing for war. In 1 Samuel 13 from verse 5 it reads, Now the Philistines gathered to fight against Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, and troops in multitude like sand on the seashore. They came up and camped at Michmash, east of Beth Haven. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a tight situation, for their troops were hard-pressed, they hid in caves, in thickets, in cellars, and in cisterns. Also some of the Hebrews had crossed the Jordan River to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling in fear and anticipation. Now Saul waited seven days according to the appointed time which Samuel had set. But Samuel had not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattering away from Saul. So Saul said, Bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering, which he was forbidden to do. As soon as he finished offering the burnt offering, Samuel finally came. Saul went out to meet and to welcome him. The Israelites became so afraid that they started to flee and hide in this moment. Saul in his impatience decided to take it upon himself to perform the offerings. This was both an act of disobedience and a lack of faith. People around him were scattering and he felt it necessary to take things into his own hands. And by performing this act, he stepped out of obedience. He stepped out of the anointing of God and he stepped into the flesh. Samuel arrives and immediately addresses Saul's disobedience by asking him in verse 11, What have you done? Saul responds by explaining his reasoning behind his actions. It was in fear because he felt the Philistines would attack before they would have made supplication to the Lord. To which Samuel replies firmly, You acted foolishly. You haven't obeyed God's command. If you had obeyed him, God would make your kingdom continue in Israel forever. But now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has looked for the kind of man he wants. The Lord has appointed him to become ruler of his people. He's doing this because you haven't obeyed his command. The consequence was that Saul lost his legacy to the throne and it was given over to another lineage, in this case, David the son of Jesse. Although Saul's kingdom would not continue after him, he still got to rule and he still had the spirit of the Lord upon him. And soon after Samuel's rebuke in chapter 14, Saul wins a battle with the Philistines because of the actions of his son Jonathan. God saves Israel in that moment, and from this victory, Saul seems to find the courage and momentum to conquer over his enemies that surrounded Israel. In 1 Samuel 14 verses 47 to 48, it reads, When Saul assumed control of the kingdom of Israel, he fought against all his enemies on every side. Moab, the sons, descendants of Ammon, Edom, the kings of Zobah, and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he inflicted punishment. He acted valiantly and defeated the Amalekites and rescued Israel from the hands of those who had plundered them. You could say that Saul was valiant in battle, despite his obvious fear for the Philistines. He tries to consult God in matters of war, but he gets no guidance until chapter 15 when Samuel comes and gives him an instruction from the Lord. Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now listen and pay close attention to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way when Israel came up from Egypt. 
Now go and strike Amalek and completely destroy everything that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul gathers the troops and goes and smites the Amalekites, but he does not obey every instruction. Instead, he captures King Agag alive and allows his soldiers to take up the spoils. This upset the Lord greatly, and he repented that he ever made Saul king. This is the second time that Saul did not follow an instruction completely, and as a result, it angered God. God spoke to Samuel, and it grieved his spirit. And in that grief, Samuel rises the next day to meet with Saul. In Saul's ignorance, or even foolishness, he informs Samuel that he has fulfilled the commandment of God. Samuel, aware of his disobedience, hears the bleating of the sheep and the lowing of the oxen, and inquires of Saul an explanation. Saul's excuse, once again, shows his lack of faith and obedience to God's command. He chose to follow his understanding and that of the people. Samuel immediately rebukes Saul and says in 1 Samuel 15 verse 19, Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but instead swooped down on the plunder with shouts of victory and did evil in the sight of the Lord? Saul said to Samuel, I've obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and have brought back Agag, the king of Amalek, and have completely destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took some of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things that were to be totally destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Saul does not comprehend that he has not obeyed the voice of the Lord. In fact, it is only after Samuel's next comment in verse 22 and 23 that Saul finally understands he was disobedient. Samuel says, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination, which is fortune-telling, and disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you as king. Sam reveals something so important here. God sees disobedience as rebellion. When we disobey, we are in fact rebelling against God. To be a leader, you must come into obedience and follow every instruction of God. Otherwise, what God has bestowed on you will not last. It will be ripped away as Samuel's garment was ripped when Saul tried to stop him from leaving. Meanwhile, David is anointed as king over Israel by Samuel, and God's spirit falls upon him, while the spirit of the Lord departs from Saul, and an evil spirit is sent to trouble him. The rest of Saul's reign is pitiful, and he continues to deteriorate as a king by becoming jealous of David, attempting to kill him as a result of his jealousy, even killing innocent priests in pursuit of David, and lastly consulting a witch before finally killing himself years later. What we can learn from the reign of Saul is that obedience is a key leadership characteristic, and without it, you'll miss all that God has planned for you and your descendants or successors. When the temptation comes to disobey God, remember the reign of Saul. Remember the trouble Saul had to go through, and remember what you do not want to be in the sight of God, disobedient or rebellious. Let us pray. Father, we repent of any time where we have walked in disobedience and rebellion. And we humbly ask that you will realign us with your sovereign will and your spirit now. Please help us to walk in your ways and to seek your face. God, thank you that you see the best in each of us. 
continue to walk with us, continue to guide us, Father God. Continue to grow us into the leaders you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Please feel free to connect with us through our website, www.renovalministries.org, for free resources. Or if you need any prayer, may God bless you and your family. Shalom. Thank you.